probably should have done this a long time ago because we uh, went to Pond Inlet in July and August. It's uh, about uh, six months now. Six months, yeah. Yeah. So um, kind of let's start behind the idea of why we went to Pond Inlet and what for. Because it was for your a continuation of your other seal, pro seal hunting projects. Yeah, um, the idea came about because uh, I did some videos in the Magdalene Island and also in Gaskabigia. So I thought that it'd be um, awesome to show how we do it up where I'm from in Pondinlet. And the chance, we had the chance to uh, go Nawel hunting too. And this experience was pretty cool because uh, we brought um, two people from down south, which is Chris Hendershot and, and Ioannis. I, I kind of mis mixed up because you guys became uh, Eskimo friends. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a great time. Uh, we, we chartered a boat and, uh, from Jonas Kalukti. And and we had a small boat too with uh, Charlie Kwasha. So, because uh, when we we were there, I was there ten days, I think something like around there, and you were there much longer. But when we first got there, there was a bunch of ice still in the in the bay, and we did some seal hunting right there. But then we went then we went out. Where exactly did we go, or why? And why did we go out there? Yeah, um, the first time we went seal hunting was right close to Pond Inlet, and there was a lot of sea ice, unusually, that year, and we were going around with a 16-foot Lund boat with a 40 horsepower, um, with a tiller, not a uh, how you drive. A steering wheel? Yeah. Yeah. So we went with my uncle's um, son-in-law, and we were we tried to catch a seal, but the rifles were not uh, sighted well. And at that time, both you and Johannes and didn't have the uh, seal license. So right. um, I really wanted to not be the one to catch the seal. I wanted someone else that way um, I could get the story I wanted. And at that time we we heard narwhals, so um, we were out there a bit longer than we should have. <laughs> um, so we landed the boat on a pack ice and we, we stayed around. And I think the reason why we didn't see any narwhals was because there was a, a few boats um, active, not just small ones, but big ones, trying out their engines and getting ready for the summertime. So we came back, and it was pretty great that one of my cousins caught a seal, and we were able to film traditionally how we boil seal meat with, uh, um, I forget the name, Kayukta, which is called, I don't remember I'm sorry and it was on three rocks and we put a, a pot on top and put water and the seal and 
we had a nice feast that night, even though we didn't. We got really good footage of that that outing, but we did not get the kill or butchering and all that stuff. But we, since we his my cousin caught one, we at least had film um, manipulating the meat, cutting it up, and cooking it traditionally. So. So we arranged uh, a trip to Seville Nouveau. Um, it's a place I don't know how many kilometers. I think it's about 60 kilometers outside of Pananlet, um, west west of Pananlet. So it's west a, a bit west and then south. And the reason why we chose that spot was because locally everybody knows that um, there's a lot of activities from narwhals to the point that it looks like uh, white caps when they come. So we went there. <laughs> and it. Did we go there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was quite the struggle. Quite the journey. Yeah, uh, we were the first people to reach that camp. Um, there was so much pack ice that we had to fight our way through almost all the way after about 15 kilometers out of Pond Inlet. So we ended up uh, going through the pack ice, following it, going which way we could go, and sometimes to the point where the bigger boat had to be the icebreaker to move the ice so the little boat can go. So along the way, um, we were filming and we were we were running out of water for for consumption because there was no icebergs or anything. So we decided to go to um, Pilot Island, mm. um, and along the way we didn't catch anything. We we tried. We at that point, UN UNS had uh, the license to catch seals. So I decided that. This is a crucial point. We need water, so we went to Bailey Island and we we waited. We the low tide went down. I I walked about five kilometers. It took five kilometers to reach uh, not salty water from the water because of the uh, tide, um, and it was kind of hairy because there's polar bear country, so <laughs> I had to carry my rifle and carry the water stuff and it was raining a bit and sunny at the time. It was very beautiful to see by the island. So we went back on the boat and we tried our luck some more with seals but unsuccessful. So um, I was asking the other Inuit in the in the team so are we going to succeed? So um, Jimmy and Jonas and Charlie, they all agreed that we're going to be successful. So I said, okay, let's give it a nice big push. So along the way, um, we were going on the back, back on track and right between Baffin Island and Violet Island, I had the opportunity to catch a seal. And we 
landed on the ice pack and started gutting it and skinning it, preparing it. And on the way, we saw three big ships. Yeah. One, one was like a icebreaker, and the other two were um, cargo ships for the iron mine. So we thought, um, while they're coming this way, we'll prepare the the food. We ate a bit, uh, got some footage of the actual cutting up, had some a hot meal, and we waited for the ships to come because we were thinking maybe they can provide a path because at that point of time there was absolutely nothing, no path at all to the way we wanted to go. <laughs> but when we look back to Pondland, there was a path. So we, we decided, okay, we're going to wait for the ships to make a path. But we worked our way to where they would go and then the ships went through. But what happened was the as soon as we were, we were reluctant to be too close because of safety hazards. Yeah. Um, because of that, every time they, they passed, the ice just um, reformed by the wave of the ships. So at least they crunched up the, a path for us, but it was pretty hard going. <laughs> All of us had to use our minds and... Um, find the path. Sometimes we almost um, got really stuck. At one point, we we did pretty much got really stuck. So that was after about uh, seven hours. So at that point, we decided we'll, we'll go chance it a bit more. So as soon as after that point where we almost got really stuck, we found a way there was a way. So we were traveling and by that time the wind picked up and snowing and it was really cold but nobody was really wet that time. It was mostly just snow and wind factor and so we drove by the path where there's a little island that you have to go through. Shudurik um, Shudurikuruk is the name, is the path that, the shortcut to Sevi. Um, there's another way too, so we checked that out. That was too, too jam-packed. So we went again easterly, and then we, we checked the other route because there's two routes that we could use. Mm -hmm. and, and then again, we, we looked and it was like, completely jam-packed, like completely. And we're like, um, I think we should go to Ingnaktarik. Uh, uh, it's a little island westerly, closer to the border, border peninsula. Mm. So we, we agreed. So off we went, full blast. And the big boat was like super fast, but the smaller one was not too fast. <laughs> So we went there and we saw that it wasn't really worth the effort because if we do get there, the idea of trying to get out was the factor of not landing there. So we were talking a bit and then 
at that point we were kind of tired <laughs> because we'd been working hauling and everybody's working hard and a little bit discouraged at that point. And then we're like, okay, let's let's go let's go home. Let's go back home. So along the way we we worked our way and luckily the way the the path led us was back to that Sudlukuru um, pathway. And it was open. So we went, we gunned for it. <laughs> and then and then as soon as we went into that uh, inlet, it was ice free. Yeah. So we were like all celebrating. <laughs> yeah, we made it this far. And by that time, we we're also tired. And because we were um, unable to have the time to fill up the, the tanks of the boat, we had to do it in really choppy water. And that was kind of a interesting situation <laughs> but we we all had a like um our hopes were up because we were at the home home stretch so we we filled our tanks up and then off we go and then as soon as we hit the part where it's called Sudukuruk, um it was like oh man it's jam-packed so we didn't because the the more eastern part is a lot more shallower and it looked open over there we didn't want to chance the outboard motors to to get broken so we went more into the deep part and thankfully i guess the tide pushed the ice and then we went there we went to the bay right of uh i forget the name of the bay in english but we reached the bay and Chevy was right there, like <laughs> it's dead on straight, but there was so much ice. And that time it was okay, the, the waves were all right, not too big, nothing to be concerned. So we were like, okay, um, are we going to tent or are we going to go for it? But at that time, everything was wet. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So we went and then the... We had to go a long time, maybe like seven or eight, eight miles. I, I was talking kilometers, but now I'm doing miles. <laughs> so finally, we, we were able to go. We passed the ice, the pack ice, a lot of ice. And that was pretty unusual for that time of the year. Um, so we, as soon as we passed that those pack guys, it, the waves were really huge, like with big white caps. And with the big boat, it was okay, but the smaller one was kind yeah, of... Yeah, you were in the smaller boat. Yeah, so. <laughs> at that point, I was driving it. Um, Charlie asked me to drive because he was tired. Like he drove most of the way. So I said, okay, so it was... Basically like surfing yeah. <laughs> with that little boat, <laughs> trying to keep up with you yeah. guys. Because I understood that everybody was tired. And at that point of time, it was like 15 hours Yeah. That <laughs> when we passed that pack ice. 
and we hit that big big waves with big caps i don't know how big the waves were big but they were big enough to be like dangerous so off we go and it was like um it was quite the adrenaline pumping <laughs> uh, situation so you guys landed and i'm like all right we made it and i'm still going like because it's a lot smaller i have to be like follow the wave because if i just gun it right through the wave would just swallow the small boat go in and then bye bye and we were quite heavy at that time with all the supplies and the musical instruments <laughs> <laughs> so so we landed and then um, at that time, everybody was completely wet. All our gears wet, even our food got wet. Um, so th there was a camp there. So we, we talked among ourselves and decided that we're gonna go in, into the house because that, it was pretty critical at that time. Like yeah, it was getting close. Yeah, needed if, if, needed shelter yeah, and heat. <laughs> yeah, at, we were we were all cold. I gotta admit, because most of us were not dressed to to travel sixteen hours yet alone with the big wave and and the snowstorm and all this. Which um, when we got in the house, um, we were looking at the map. Everybody was so tired, uh, <laughs> hanging stuff, warming up. We got three Coleman stoves going, even four at one point, just, <laughs> just to get nice and comfortable. Um, there was a map of, of that region, and, and then Jimmy took a ruler, and then he, because he's a, a pilot, used to be a pilot, he knows, he knows about how to use a map and how to measure distances. And he, he told us that we traveled 60 some odd nautical miles <laughs> at that trip from Pond Inlet to Sevier Novorno, which would usually take uh, three and a half to four hours without the ice pack. <laughs> <laughs> and then we slept. <laughs> yeah, everybody just crashed after that. Because it was overnight, too. It wasn't. It wasn't 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. It was 8 p.m. to 11. Yeah, like we were, we were already. <laughs> it was light the whole time. Yeah, but yeah. still, we were still keeping kind of overnight sleeping hours. So yeah, <laughs> but before we left, we were we were up and about getting ready too in Pond Inlet. Yeah, yeah. It's not like get, we woke up at 7 p.m. Yeah, we were up at. 9 or 10 a.m. So in the morning, been... yeah. So everybody had their own sleeping yeah. schedule, but we all um, were hardworking before we even hit the waters, like getting gas, getting supplies, putting the boat onto the water, um, using ice, and it's a 23-foot aluminum boat with a big motor that was a lot of work just to get to that into the water and then i don't know how many pounds of uh stuff, stuff. Yeah. yeah loading onto two boats getting them both in the water that was a lot of work on itself <laughs> so yeah we all just crashed 
I was so happy that there was absolutely no incident, no accidents. I was so happy for this. So, so we were there. Now, now the, our main objective was that uh, we have enough battery power to capture the, yeah. the hunting scenes. <laughs> and good thing that I, I caught the seal because that what, that's what got us through. That yeah. gave us the energy to get through that big, big trip yeah. <laughs> with all the ice. Yeah, we had enough food, but that seal was definitely uh, key. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we didn't have this, I think we would have um, been a lot worse off because of all the calories and energy and the fat. When you eat this, it it warms you up and gets you like it's like jet fuel for the human body. <laughs> and so then I was there four days. Yeah, during that four days, yeah. um, it was still lots of uh, pack ice. Yeah, in the, you could in see it coming and going. So yeah. you could see why we were able to, at one point, when you said getting stuck, and then at another, an hour or two hours later, it was open. Yeah, <laughs> and it, the pack ice went all the way from Severe Nuvonu to the other side. So, And then... Um, at one point, we were staying up all night. <laughs> like we were taking turns because we didn't we didn't want to miss the opportunity of seeing the narwhals. Yeah. So basically, sleeping when you were tired. Yeah, or take turns. <laughs> and one person, but one person had to be up. Yeah, and no matter how tired you are, yeah. you have to. If they come, you have to. The so um, Jimmy and I and. And Charlie, we we could hear the narwhals, and you guys were like kind of speculative. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you pulling my leg? <laughs> and we're like, no, you'll see. So we we went to a high ground um, to go look around, and sure enough, we saw them in a far, far distance using um, the binocular. I mean, the sights, the scopes, the scopes on the rifle. So. We were all excited coming down and telling you guys, hey, the narwhals are coming. And you guys were looking at us like, yeah, right. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then we were like, we're going to rest now. So we, we had the chance to rest while we were waiting. So they came. They did. Yeah. And I, I wanted to use all my father's rifles so that rifle I was using was my father's 30-06. The scope was not like put on right, but I wanted to give it a shot because I wanted to like in more memory of him. So here they are, the narwhals, and then we let them pass because we know if we try to shoot the first pod that they're all gonna disappear. So we let them pass. And I took a shot, and I and this was a, this is from shore. Yeah. So like they they're passing, I don't know, 10, 20 meters off. About yeah. Not that far from yeah. the shore. Yeah. And then I missed, and that was like, oh man, oh well, that's part of narwhal hunting, and we got good footages from that, so we're like, okay, 
next time I'm going to use a different rifle. <laughs> so, um, so we waited, and then you you had to go. Yeah, then I had to. <laughs> <And> <laughs> they came by. Well, they the first, they came by twice. Yeah, and I, I mean, like yeah, that was then, the, that was the next big headache. The next, we, yeah, we, not a headache, but. Well, the, the big, <laughs> big thing that was on my shoulders was because I I have brought you there and um, I I said yes you could go back to your wife's thing yeah so that was heavy <laughs> on my mind I I did not kill the narwhal we didn't meet the objective right there so that was on my mind and we're having a good old time like you you kill a lot of time. Uh, hunting narwhals because you have to be quiet yeah and um, you can't really shoot into the water even though there were like lots of seals popping up oh yeah um, sometimes we tried to shoot them but we had no luck with a low power rifle uh, 22 caliber because they're quiet yeah so and again the narwhals came and then I tried a different rifle, and the scope wasn't good, so I missed again. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I felt really defeated. Um, but that's how it is. So we put out nets too. Yeah, for char. That, yeah, and and that time. Ah, uh, we. Yeah. Nets. I didn't put them. Yeah. In, yeah. <laughs> so after that, well, I was asleep. Uh, Jimmy and Charlie were were like keeping busy. Yeah. Um, and at that point of time, there was enough uh, water to put out fishing nets, and they were cool. They they recorded it with the the GoPro. Yeah. The process of uh, setting the net, uh, removing the ice from the nets. It's a lot of work, just on that itself because you can't just put the nets out and that's it uh, you have to watch it and move the the ice sometimes they're really huge and the, just using a little canoe that's uh, in itself kind of dangerous yeah so you got to know what you're doing so we had some pretty good uh, char yes it was tasty yeah <laughs> that that's uh, one of the best char in that region that you could get so after that yeah then i had to leave yeah and that was still on my mind you know, <laughs> like, and the pack ice like completely jam-packed that time when you had to leave because we i really wanted to get the footage with three cameramen so time was running out and yeah we were, we were even calling on the cb that is there a helicopter? Yeah. Ready? <laughs> you didn't want to miss your wife' uh, inauguration. Yeah, her dissertation defense. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> we're like doing everything in our power to get you back to pardon it. And we're like, okay, uh, we have to like really think positive now. And <laughs> the helicopter wasn't available, so we, we were like, go sit up. You have to like chill out for a bit uh, <laughs> you gotta have faith and then we were all tired and you by that time you were like sleeping on the couch <laughs> and we all didn't sleep 
waiting for the novels and yeah. on top of it we want to to get you to Panelist. <laughs> so we had a lot on our mind going at that time. And sure enough, the, the ice opened up, we woke you up and you were startled and you're like, at first we're jokingly say, I don't think you're ever yeah. gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> then after we joked at you, we, we told you pack your stuff. Yeah. And, uh, it opened up for you, it's time to go, let's hurry up. So you and Jonas went off off you go and we're like uh, before you left we uh, we were like we didn't get the footage the hundred percent footage of manipulating the animal um so at that time we we decided that we would stay i would stay and then um Johannes, I asked him if he, he would want to stay, and he he stayed. He stayed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he stayed. Um, so you went, and we were listening to your guys' trip because like there's not much to do no. up there, and and by that time we, uh, the owner of the camp knew that we were there, and we were starting to use like the equipment like the CB. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were not like the generator so we that problem was solved about uh charging the the batteries for the cameras uh, but we didn't use his heater or anything so we just used the beds and the furniture and the cb so we were listening on the cb and and then jonas he he went on the cb Eskimo friend courtesy <laughs> and we are like all of us in the cabin going yeah <laughs> they're all right so you caught a seal I caught a seal how, how did that feel at that point it felt pretty amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah you tried yeah, yeah. you tried a few times yeah. at the camp but I was so proud of you and on your way back and and I heard that you you gave some to the people of Panunlet. Yeah, yeah, some we of the meat. Yeah, we I think I took a I took what I wanted to take home and then the rest to Jimmy and Jonas divided up and I think he took some to your mom and then I'm not sure where else it went. Yeah, yeah, I'm so grateful. I'm sure it went to good good use. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing is wasted there. Um, and on top of it, uh, the food situation is so expensive, so that's why I'm so grateful you did that. So we're there. Waiting. And that was it. That was like two thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but up there, so awesome. Time is like irrelevant because yeah. the sun never went down, right? Yeah. Oh, also there are rainbows. Yeah. The ice cleared, got a seal, and there was like four four <laughs> rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Power of positive thinking might might have won me over on that day. (laughs) (laughs) So I was so relieved that, okay, now that that one is done. Now now the main objective is to to catch narwhals. So Jimmy and Jonas came back with supplies, and so we were there again. So um, we even caught. those little seagulls, whatever you call them. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, kakodluks. And we ate some of those too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and 
we did some netting and tried to try our luck on seals, but we didn't want to really want to disturb the water because the, they could hear for miles and miles and miles. And and on your return, how long did it take? Uh, with the seal hunting, and we, we did probably about three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we did, we stopped for one. Uh, yeah, we maybe maybe 45 minutes of that was hunting. Yeah. Dedicated to hunting. And another 45 was probably, because there was still ice yeah. close to pond. So that took maybe, not 45, maybe 20 but it was so nothing compared nothing to at all no it was trip. it was sunny it was <laughs> rain yeah rain in the distance with the rainbows but it was clear yeah. you could see everything around i got the greatest photo of it too yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're there and during that time we were there there was a lot of uh the icebreaker was at the mouth of the bay uh near Imilik because they're they're allowed to, to the mine there. there's a mine there. yeah to the iron mine but we were in the bay on the in route to where they go and and that one ship that was like a tugboat icebreaker was always at the mouth of the um, bay um, going back and forth in the bay I don't know if that had anything to do with not seeing that many narwhals. Um, I don't like to point fingers, but there was a lot of activity. Um, at some points, we saw you saw some them too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. At some points, we saw three cargo ships plus the little icebreaker. <laughs> so, so at, at that, that was a lot of disturbance, and when everything was when we were outside, we could hear the the motors of those big ships. So, sound sound travels really really far. So, imagine being a narwhal with really sensitive hearing with those big big ships. Yeah. So. So that activity was going on. Um, so the ice cleared up enough that there were other other hunters that came. Okay. With that have different cabins, and and they, Willie and his son-in-law Stephen and his grandchild uh, Rasaki, they they went to their family cabin so they again they were now else again but we did not catch one and they have set set up uh, nets for now okay just just so we can have some food ah yeah um and he they got one right yeah yeah when i was asleep uh <laughs> Because you know, yeah. you can't be up forever. There were times when we were up for forty some odd hours, um, some of us, and it was like, as soon as you get the nowels come, you don't. Yeah. Like, no matter how tired you are, uh, you gotta be really tough in in the mind to overcome 
this tiredness uh, it takes a lot of will and on top of it what i've realized is if if we did not have cameras we would have had caught a will at the first sight oh yeah because like okay cameras right batteries, the... um is it on the is is it strong enough the battery okay and then and then finally the gun right the rifle so that aspect was um something to get get used to um because normally we see it and then the hunt's on right so this was like two type of hunting at, at <laughs> <Yeah>. one shot <laughs> and they're not going to give you a chance yeah <laughs> when you're just hunting them so that was quite the challenge too to get the perfect shot of of um, the action of getting it killed um, at that point of time and at the same time the limitedness of the narwhals like we did not see what we used to see when we were young. That is why we chose Savio Novoni because they used like they used to seriously look like there was uh, white caps, like thousands and thousands of them, and we just only saw a few things. And even other Arctic Bay, I heard because we were listening to the CB and stuff, they were having a the same problem not hmm. much narwhals but Clyde River they were over over oh, yeah? populated so I kind of wonder about the ship there were a lot of ships on both the corridors of Violet Island and and Baffin Island like there were ships waiting all the time and right and the route that the narwhal take they were anchored between Baffin Island, Bailey Island. I'm sure you saw them on the way back. Yeah. Anchored yeah. close to Bailey Island. But at the same time, I don't want to point fingers. Like um, the activity needs to be there. Uh, so. So they did catch a narwhal, and I was uh, I was really pleased that uh, Jimmy Mikosa he he brought the. GoPro, he was just going to go for coffee <laughs> and say hello to them. Oh, yeah? And, and, then, and then he caught them right when they were pulling the narwhal out, out of the net mm. with, the, with a big boat. Um, they were there. And it, that is a lot of work to take a big creature like this out of, out of a net. So... He did a great job filming that. He even took the GoPro and put it under the water <laughs> to show the narwhal cool. in the in the nets. So they he he even participated like gaff hooking it and helping to put the narwhal up to the shore and butchering it, cutting it all up, and he filmed a bit of them eating uh, really, really fresh narwhal, which is like um, the best. So, so there, there were more activities now, more people were coming. Um, we saw a few times, and, but they were so far away. 
to even just film it. Okay. Yeah. They didn't come necessarily close, close yeah. again. Yeah. So when the last time they came by, um, there was another group of people here at the camp at Chavinovoni, and um, they came, and then we we were taking our time like we wanted the first pot to come so we all took took our spot on the beach and so i took a shot but my rifle that i was using somebody bumped it and right the, uh, the sight was, was off yeah so i did not i might have shoot one that time but i don't know it was hard to tell um so so um the the narwhals were going east when when i took a shot mm. and then they came back so because i knew the sight was wrong i saw where the bullet went so i tried to do it like that to try to remember where it landed so I took a shot and then I, I didn't it sounded like I hit one but I was not sure so because there were boats over there I was like if they see blood right they, they'll yeah. go for it like I don't have to do anything because they're already doing the activities and then a bit further down um, one of the guys shot one and okay and it, it 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 got lost. Oh, it, it sunk. Uh, it did not get sunk, but um, sometimes they don't really die right away. Uh, oh, okay. It'll... Depending on where you shoot them, sometimes like you got a very narrow uh, sight, like you got a bullseye it. Right. And it was kind of scary because the boat was there, people are are shooting and. And of course, everybody wants to get one, so it, it became like that, and then it got lost because there was still a lot of pack ice. Mm. Uh, impossible for the big boat, so we lost out on that. Um, but we had a great time, uh, caught more seals, um, got um, so at the since. There was so much time in between. Uh, we decided that we should make uh, educational videos for Mitch, for general general public, and we decided that it would be good for our our younger generations because not everybody has a chance to go out there, and maybe that could inspire them to be like, oh, I want to do this someday, and then they'll have the means to do it by the time they're old enough to make money and then go. So we're like, all right. So <laughs> we we decided, since we were doing uh, drying fish, making pixie, we decided we're gonna teach how it's done. So we, we filmed cleaning the nets, putting it out, um, evacuating the ice, putting the fish in the, the canoe, coming back, killing them, gutting them, and then cut, preparing them for dry. So you cut like two fillets, but you keep the tail there, and then you cut in 
vertically and sidely and make squares and then you hang it up. Right. So we filmed that and also the preparation of seal skin. We, we were fortunate enough that um, we had people that uh, came with families and so we filmed them doing the activity. So we're, we're doing short little ones for educational purposes. So that was a bonus that we stayed long, extra long, that we were able to um, get these things too. And also the narwhal um, being caught in that way with the nets. Yeah. And at that, right before that happened, another group came and he was like, where's all the narwhals? And we're like, well, they're going that way and we don't see a lot of them come our way. And he's like, I know it's really weird. Hmm. This time of year, there's be like thousands. So they went off and he goes on the CB and says, I found a floater mm. that, that was shot. Right. Yeah. And um, so Johannes came and running to me, should I go film it? And I'm like, yeah, man, go. Mm -hmm. I'll stay and maybe it'll give us a chance to catch an hour. Yeah. So he, he went with the family that came the Ethlik family and he got really cool footages of that how to uh, prepare like from found, found floater right. to prepare but at, at this point there's only only certain amount that you can um, be just ingested for the human consumption so there was an elder there that showed that this is the only part that we can take from the animal mm. and the rest will feed the creatures and, uh, and it will make a cycle. Right. Like, so it was really cool that we got that footage also. But so he came and then we, we were still almost going to a month. Yeah. <laughs> and we're still like keep going. We, we never lost uh, the, the drive. And in between that, um, we we decided to make a music video for slaves. <laughs> so because we brought uh, instruments, bass guitar, one burnt up uh, electric guitar that because Charlie's house burnt down the year prior to this trip, just for for you know cool effect. Mm -hmm. and so Johannes was uh, filming us like lip singing and pretending to play out in a beautiful wilderness so I'm really excited that we're gonna have a really awesome uh, music video so we did that and then um, we we went trekking too to the other families paying them visits and it was so great so we were really, and the family that had the cabin came. Okay. So when they came in, we we were like, just pack everything, like everything fast, clean up, clean up good, uh, make it back to how we left it. 
gave back the tobacco because we took some of right. the tobacco. <laughs> and then they're like, you guys don't have to leave now. And I'm like, no, you guys need your space. And and the storm was brewing up. Okay. So, <laughs> so we are all packing up. Uh, we packed both one boat and then we went to Seviokingwa, which is the next word the narwhal got netted. Okay. So it was really starting to be really rough. <laughs> and, and we had to move all the equipments fast. Thank God there was a big pulley um, for, for that occasion. Oh, okay. With that big rope, you remember? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there was like one, two, three, four. There was like eight of us with this big boat <laughs> getting filled with water. And we're like, we have to do this fast because the motor, if it gets wet, it's yeah. gone. So we worked so hard to get that boat up and we got it to safety. And we're all like celebrating and having like a little party in the cabin <laughs> and just having a good old time. Everybody's so tired because that was a lot of work. So the next day we we were in the cabin with them and then the next day we dried everything up and pitched the tents. So we had the tents up. And we are, we still had that, yeah, we're going to get that kill, kill um, shot. But even though we have the butchering of the narwhal, but I really wanted to get that kill shot because um, when before, prior to the trip, we went to the um, hunters and trappers in Pananlet to get permission to shoot these videos. And one of the elders wanted um, the kill shot and all the blood and everything because all the other documentaries they they avoid that that part they always just do the minor mm -hmm. minor things so that is why I I pushed it to the extreme and we were set up shop with the tents and we were having a good old time like still <laughs> still going but our provisions like depleted by because we were like at the month now yeah that we landed um so during that time i i did a few interviews we tried again the narwhals came but nobody caught one so it was time to go <laughs> so um, the idea was to just go pond inlet and um, come back, get get a few more rations and come back. Um, but I learned that I had to go <laughs> back to Ottawa because I'm moving. You're moving. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's when Ioannis and I, but before Ioannis left before us, um, he couple weeks a week before i think it was maybe so, yeah. yeah um because he he kind of got sick yeah uh, and i was starting to worry about him uh, i didn't 
I didn't want him to like really, really get sick. So he didn't want to go, but he had to go. <laughs> he had to get treatment. We're like, okay, this is the final push. So we lasted one more week because we were still eating off the land, trying to preserve our food. Right. So we left because no more. We need gas and all this stuff. We cannot be out there without the the necessities because it's uh, really a life or death situation when you're out there. Yeah. Even though if there's other people there, it's like very limited in how much they can help. And plus the the boat, if you're they're limited to have how much uh, pound that can go on a boat. So, so on the way back, when Johannes went and he caught a seal too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah. And then we're like, yeah, we're all celebrating. Like, all right, they both of them got their seal. Yeah. That's so great. <laughs> so that brought our uh, hopes up again to, like, yeah, we're going to do it. But unfortunately, we ran out of provisions. So we went to Ponalit and on the way, we were hunting seals because now we can use cell phones in Pananlet. Right, yeah. <laughs> so we were like 15 kilometers away, I got a signal, <laughs> so I, I called Colleen, and then she said, you have to come down here. <laughs> so the next day I hopped on the plane, and that was the end of the, the trip. Um, but I planned to go up there again to finish the... Um, asking the hunters questions, like interviewing them, and I forgot to get them to sign white waivers, and I have to pick up the last remnants of the equipment, camera gears yeah. and stuff, and hopefully I could shoot a bit of uh, seal hunting in the dead winter, which is a, a really different uh, style of hunting so that's going to be interesting because sometimes it's going to be minus 30 something so <laughs> remember how fast the batteries yeah uh, died and they need some batteries so i kind of have an idea of how i'm going to do it uh, maybe i'll even document that the style i'll do it because i have it in my mind i don't want to say it because i'm gonna do it <laughs> well that was great. All thank right. you for thank you for retelling and recounting and remembering. Yeah, did, quite a does it, quite a trip. Does it bring back uh, memories? Oh yes, it does. Right. <laughs> awesome. Things I think I probably blocked out too. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, one thing I'm really thankful for everybody in the trip. That was a really great experience I I had. Um, bringing people out there that have absolutely no idea can is a really great um, thing that we can show our culture to. And also, at the same time, we learn how to deal with people uh, that is not used to it. But when you're out, out, out there on the land, we may look really hard, but it's a hard life. It's um, it like 
it's a life and death situation. So when when they make a mistake, we're hard on them because we care about them, not not because we're being uh, idiots or assholes. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, we're, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Kawashi. Yeah.